to um, finish the chapter in the next few weeks. So we are on Membate Amunbate 42b, 185 in this book. 275 in this book. It begins with Beirach al-Hapat. Beirach al-Hapat. No, we're not in the Mishnah. We're past the Mishnah. We're, we're, we're past. We're, we're past the Mishnah. You know, if people can help others find the page, I'd appreciate it. Here it is, the top of 276. Okay, 276. It says, Anybody have it? Yep. Okay. So, what we're discussing is when you say brachot at the beginning of the meal, do you have to include other brachot during the meal? We've had it with wine, we've had it you know, with different kinds of things, we will have it at the end of the meal as well, but we're now going to deal with what happens if you say a bracha of a certain type, does it now include other things that are of similar type, but not exactly the same, or is it does it not and therefore you have to say the blessing itself on its own that's really sort of the context of what we're talking about so the Mishnah said basically if you said patagen is bread if you said hamotzi patarata parparit and parparit really are delicacies okay hmm? dainties they're not quite desserts but they're things that were eaten along with more than anything else they're not bread they're not breads Okay, so the, if you say hamotzi, you don't have to do the second blessing. You've already done the blessing. However, the opposite, as we're going to see, is not true. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to do birkat, yeah, but they're they're kind of presuming that that that's the case. We're going to deal more with with washing hands after rather than than before. But if you recall. Uh, yes, it would be. They're presuming that that's the case. Okay. So, somebody want to do it today? Okay, Michael. Okay. So, the opposite is not true. If you say it over what word, which is probably more a thing that relates to mizonot. Um, it does not include bread, and you would then have to say the blessing over the bread unto itself. Okay, so if you said that that's why in most cases it's easier to do motzi at the beginning, and you don't have to do any blessings as well during the meal, but if it's the opposite, all of a sudden you're sitting down and eating some things, and then you said, oh, gee, now I'll go have some bread, you have to say a motzi at that point. But does then that exclude you from eating from making Because what? Does that exclude you from having to make a bracha after you make eat the bread over other things if you bring new things to the table? Right. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay, masekadera is something that is cooked. Kadera. Okay? So, as far as they're concerned, even uh, 
This relates to, we're going to see whether that refers to the first part of the statement or the second part of the statement. They have a tradition uh, that they have a disagree of a statement, and Beit Shammai somehow adds the case afloma sekedera, even something which is cooked. And the question becomes, what are they referring to? Are they referring to the first part of the statement, or are they referring to the second part of the statement? Because that's immediately what the Talmud asks. Okay, so which what are they now? Dis, what is him basic Shammai saying? Does it relate to the first part of the statement? Or does it refer to the second one? We just have a statement of Beit Shammai, which is in addition. Okay, an additional statement. And based on that individual statement, we don't know exactly what he's referring to. So now the Talmud comes and says, The Kamar Tanakama. So the Talmud, this is what's known as the Stama, meaning this is the editorial work of the Talmud saying maybe what it says that the Tanakama is the first part of the, the statement. You said over mozi, you don't have to say it over something else, and also you don't have to say it over something that's cooked. And okay, that's what the statement means. And Beit Shammai says, "Lomi bai parperet lo patra lehu pahat ela afilo masek dera nami lo patra." And Beit Shammai comes and disagrees. Not only does parperet not come to be able to now say you don't have to say it over the bread. Also, it means it doesn't mean it also doesn't in any way um, make it patur, and you have to say it as well. Oh, or maybe it's about the second part of the statement. Okay, so maybe the second statement says you don't have to say it over what we'll call the dainties, but then you don't. But it doesn't. It, it means that you don't patar at the pot. Means you don't. You still have to say the blessing over the bread. The bread itself, he doesn't. But masek dera something cooked. It's okay. And and Beit Shammai comes and says, "Go ahead, finish it." Finish until the last word. Don't say the last word. Okay, then stop there. Okay, so what are they saying here? They're saying Beit Shammai's views come to contradict a certain part of this first statement. The first part of the statement is if you said it over bread, you don't have to say it over something else. The second statement says, but if you say it over something else, you still have to say it over bread. Beit Shammai says, and even something which is cooked. Well, what does that mean? <coughs> what does it mean? Is he referring to the first part of the statement? Or is he referring to the second part of the statement? The Talmud now comes and says, all right, let's explicate this. 
maybe it, the, 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 the real machloket is if you set it over the bread patar et aparperet okay and that's the case but the opposite is not true so the first part if you look back it says that maybe it has to do with and also the cooked dish meaning when you say emotsi you don't have to say any other blessing period Beit Shammai says no that's not the case if, if it doesn't do a one it it doesn't do that as well that's one possibility the second, po- second possibility is he's not dealing with the first part of the statement but dealing with the second part of the statement the second part of the statement is if you said Dover Parparet you still have to say Motsi maybe it means the bread itself it didn't but that which is cooked it does comes Beit Shammai to say even that one he doesn't so what they're saying here is ultimately there are two possibilities Beit Shammai comes to disagree only on, over on the first part of the statement okay, which becomes more inclusive or the second part of the statement which becomes more exclusive because we have a statement here that's out there the af, what does an af mean? and also also what? also to the first part of the statement that you don't have to say it or to the second part of the statement that you do have to say it the Talmud comes to say let me explicate this in a wider possibility and in the end Rosh Beit Shammai could be either more inclusive or more exclusive depends if it's referring to the beginning or the end what is the answer? we don't know that's what teku means tishbi yitaretz kushyotu bayot we have to wait till Elijah comes meaning we don't know exactly what Beit Shammai was referring to what's the significance of uh, Kedera being cooked? It, it means basically when you say one of them does it, it could be anything it could be anything could be you, anything. they refer to it as porridge and I was trying to think what's the significance of porridge no something which, something which just cooked period you know so the question is whether you say when you say the mozi is this parparit including something like that or excluding as always when you mention something alright you know I'm gonna do X today but I won't do Y mm-hmm. okay does that Y mean only Y or does it mean anything like Y mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna stay in my house today but I won't go outside well, does that mean you won't go outside at all? Or there's an exception to which you will go outside because you need to go outside? Okay? So that's what they're asking here. When they said this, is it only that? Or is it something like that? And they felt like a cloud of yeah, blood. Right. So, right. To some extent it is. And the answer eventually is we don't know, we don't know exactly what Rupert Shammai is referring to. Now, so all we have is the first part of the statement that does here. Now, if you look at Orachalacha, it tells you that there is an actual agreement on it. Okay, so according to the Rambam, if you said over parparet, you don't have to say it over something which is cooked. 
and vice versa. That be, so there had to be some, even though we don't know exactly what Beit Shemai said, we have to have an answer because somebody's going to say to you, well, do I say this bracha or not? Oh, well, let's wait till Elijah comes. That's not really helpful. You can do that in a Talmudic argumentation. You can't do that in a code. In the code, according to Rambam, is it includes parparet includes Kedera, Kedera includes parparet. The best of all is to do Motsi, which includes all of them. So much easier. Okay. Now we're going to get some examples of this kind of thing of Masim Shayu. These things happen. Okay, so Hayu Yoshvim Kolechad Veachad. Everybody was sitting. Now, since we have our, our archaeologists here, whose period was this, okay, the, the Mishnah says, Hayu Yoshvim Kolechad Mevarech If they were sitting together, each one can say the bracha to themselves. Heisebu, but if they were reclining, Mesubin, one can do it for all of them. What's now the difference between sitting and reclining? Okay, but what what what's the sociological? Okay, there's usually a place designated for the elder, the person who's the leader. Okay. Even though it doesn't say leaders here, and that this makes me think about it. If you go down a little further, it tells you about the order, what they do when they come to recline. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that the person who has this what do they call it? Kata, kata. Well, we'll come to that yet. Um, is the person who will decide about the bracha. So he could say the blessing for all. Okay. Them. But this says that if you're drinking wine. Well, we're not. You're going further ahead. I don't want to go so, further so ahead. No, 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 no. That that's the leader of, of a group. A group. No. That's what I was saying. Might be a group. Okay. So I would take it this way. It, the reclining is a dinner party. Everybody is there to sit and eat together. The Yoshvin is like we normally do breakfast and lunch. Somebody grabs here, somebody grabs there. We've had a number of people in our house over this weekend, and Brian, you know, there was thrown on this table. Somebody was here, the kids had to be there, the, the adults wanted to eat. Everybody's quote unquote onto their own. It's not like the, when you're reclining, you're sitting all at the dining, quote unquote dining room table, if you will. Okay? And it's like you're having a meal together. And therefore, you would expect one person to do the brachot for everybody. But if you're kind of eating and somebody's going, oh, I'm going to wash hands and eat, and the next person comes three minutes later, and these, they're not a group. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay? That's why there's a leader in everything that's involved with this, too. Somebody sitting, if you will, at the, I don't say the head of the table, but the head of the reclining areas. Because it was more like a TV table kind of concepts. Okay? All right, so that that's the issue now. So, Hayu Yoshim, Heisebu In. If they're sitting, to, if they're reclining together, one person can lead them. Because they're all together as one group. Hayu Yoshvin, it was a different story. Uraminhu. Okay, and Raminhu means I have another concept, another text which disagrees with this. Okay. 
כל אחד ואחד מברך לעצמו. ישבו לאכול אף על פי שכל אחד ואחד אוכל מכיכרו Okay, so people tell me, you know, when we were young, we used to have dinners together in our family. What does dinners together mean? Everybody sat down around the table and ate together. Okay, now that means that there was an opportunity to people to be at one particular place together. Now, you're walking on the road. Asarai Shulchim Badera. Even though they all ate from the same loaf of bread, they're not a joint group. Okay, they're not a joint group. Everybody's grabbing to take the bread. And mivarech is motzi and brikadamazon. Okay, thing being brikadamazon to a large extent. Yashvu leechol. But if they sat and had a meal together, they came around the bonfire at night after they were sitting. Even though they may eat different breads that they brought with them, different sandwiches, one person can do it for all of them. Why? Because they've now sitting together as a group. What's the problem? As against the previous source? They're sitting and not reclining. If we're going to take this seriously, it simply says, Yashvu le'achol. Kitane, go ahead. Kitane yashvu. They're not reclining, they're sitting. We said before, if you're sitting, presumably that means you're not really having a meal together. If you're reclining, now if you're out, again, if we think of it, this is kind of odd because if you're out in the wilderness, you ten were walking together, how are you going to recline? Well, you can take your little triclinium with you. I mean, I don't know that they were portable in that sense. But it's the same parallels. What? Oh, it's the same parallels. If you parallel sitting with walking, means you're separate. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It, it, well, that's what they're going to try to prove. But that's what the question is. Oh. That's the question. The archaeological teams, like in Egypt or whatever, they carry the chairs and the silverware and the whatever. But that wasn't the typical. No, I would say not quite. Not quite. Okay, it's as if they said, let's all go sit and eat bread together. That's a group. That's a group. Okay, look what's happened here. You all walked in at different times. Some of you went to the table and grabbed something to eat. You weren't together as a group. Now, can you go together and say, gee, can we bench together? Yes, but to a large extent, everybody, I presume, made the blessings onto themselves, and I presume when they complete, we'll do the blessings as well. But if we said, let's now, you know, we had a, something up there as a buffet, let's go to the buffet and everybody take, you can see the difference. Kinach. Kinach, not When Rav literally passed away. Okay, Nach Nafsheh, his soul rested. Okay, his students went after him. What does it mean after him? They walked the casket to the grave. That's what you do, you walk after. Kihadre, when they came back, where were they coming back to? The Shiva house. Omri, Nezo Venechol Achma. 
let's go eat together on Nahar Dinak, wherever that is, let's go sit and evening. They were, remember, they're students, they're not really sitting Shiva. However, you've got to know that the halacha is when you lose your Rav Muvhak, your teacher who has really been your teacher, you also do Kriya. Because he may not be your physical parent, but he is your spiritual parent. And therefore, you do Kriya at that time. You've got to know that to be able to understand this. But they're not sitting Shiva, per se. Let's go sit together at Nahar Dinak, wherever it is. As Rashi says, Kachshmo. He has no idea where it is. That's its name. Somewhere in Babel. Somewhere in Babel. Okay, Bitar de Karche, after they ate together, okay, um, they now have to figure out what do we do? Are we eating together, not eating together? Do we say the Brikadamazon together? Sit, okay? Bitar de Karche, Krichim, you remember that from Rama early days? Made sandwiches. Yatvi, they sat, the Kamu Bailu, and they asked the question. Low. Okay. Is the, it mean that we have to be able to say the blessing together? Mean that you have to actually recline, and sitting isn't good enough? Or, oh Dilma. Or Dilma kevan the Omri nasal venechol rifta beduchta lamita ki esebudamer. Or is it that if? Kevanda Amri, since we said, let's go and eat Rifta's bread, let's go and eat bread, Bidukta Plonit, in the Makom Plonit, in this place, that's reclining. Does sitting really mean really sitting, or does it rec and reclining really mean we're having a dinner party together, we're eating together, or sitting really means sitting, and reclining really means reclining? And if we're really reclining, then we got a problem. We're not reclining. They're sitting out on the Nahar, right, on the banks of the river. Okay, which one do we do? What's their real problem now? They have no one to ask. Their rub is dead. That's why the thing is brought here. He is now, the, the, normally they would go to Rav and say, what's the halacha? What do we do? They don't have a teacher. They're bereft at this point, and they're asking the questions of, what do we do? Because we really don't know. Okay, yes, it's a real moment for them. When they really recognize what's happened. Lo habibayu, they didn't have it in their hands. Means we don't know what to do. We are bereft of our teacher now. They're feeling the loss and the vacuum in their lives, and with that loss, they've got to come up with some other alternatives. Farahava, you didn't miss the last line, sir. You did. Okay, so one of the students is Rav Ada Barahava. He rose and means he's now going to speak. Okay, so again, when you lose your Rav Muvhak, your real teacher, you do Kriya. He now recognizes not only do I did Kriya when Rav passed away, but now I really recognize the significance. He took whatever he was wearing, his cloak will say, and put it backwards and now cut again his garment on the front. Recognizing that it was sad before we lost the physical teacher, 
Now I recognize we've really lost the spiritual teacher. We don't have an answer. And so symbolically, I'm going to do Kriya again as it somehow rec recognized exactly what happens here. It's sort of interesting that he's called Rav, but he doesn't... They don't know... Is he the only one that's the Rav in this group? They're all presumably rabbis. And they don't know the answers. Because again, you're stu Rav means that you were a disciple. You may have been grad and ordination. It doesn't mean you necessarily know the answer. You know everything. Okay? Everybody ha needs a rabbi to refer to on halakhic matters. Omar. Nach nafsh Rav died and he never taught us about the rules of Birkat Amazon. Gamrin and his Gemara. He never taught us about Birkat Amazon. What are we going to learn this stuff? Our teachers passed away. Uh, Saba, in this case, means an older person. That's what a Saba is, thank you. Okay? So, especially your grandchildren. You're a much older person. That's all it means. Until an older sage came. Okay? And he took the Mishnah and the Brita. The Mishnah is Ayu Yoshvim, and then we had the Brita here, seeing here, which is we had here. Avasarasha um, Halkubadera, and he put them one against the other to find out what I'm going to teach you this, presumably because what is Amina Saba in this case? He's an elder, he has learned this from somebody else, he's a disciple of somebody else, maybe from Rav, maybe from somebody else, and I'm going to teach you what you're supposed to do. And he taught them. Kevan, since you said, let's go and eat in a certain place, it's like doing misubin. It's like doing misubin. So you have here, it is, uh, I heard your, your words, Fran, this is a poignant story. Okay? Kinach, Rav was the great teacher. Rav was Abba Aricha. He was a student. He was apparently tall. Abba Haroch. Okay? He's simply known as Rav. He was a student of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Okay. He came from Palestine to Babylonia and offered the Palestinian traditions. Shmuel was in Babylonia and knew the Babylonian stuff. And Rav knew, if you will, um, Shmuel knew all of the laws that had to do with commerce, etc., because he was the one who, said, who basically said, Dina de Malchuta Dina, the law of the land is the law. And Rav was the one who knew all about Kashrut and Heter and Asur and all those kind of things that related to ritual law. They were always disagreeing, but they complemented one another. They've now lost their teacher. And they've come up with the first question immediately after his passing and say, Oh my God, we'll never have any answers. He didn't teach us this. Until an elder came who presumably learned the tradition and said, This is what the tradition is. Go do Birkat Amazon. Because you said, let's go sit in the Hardaha. Okay, this is a, again, remember again, as I've said many times, this is the dis teacher disciple mode here. You're not in a big, you lose your teacher, you lose your connection all the way back to Torah and Sinai. Because that teacher is the ultimate part of the Sharsheret, part of the chain that goes all the way down. And in losing that teacher, once they pass away, you even do Kriya, symbolically. 
Okay? Even though you're not official mourner, even though you're not sitting shiva, etc. It's like you've lost they're your spiritual parent. Is this uh, Torah's way of saying society has changed? When you talk about praying on the couch, perhaps this generation isn't doing that anymore. Very good point. The, if I'm not mistaken, since this was a Roman tradition, Greek tradition, it existed in Palestine. It existed in Judea. I don't know where they say it in Babylonia, which was not the same realm of Hellenistic background. Okay? So that's why there may have been this kind of question arising. Good point. Okay? And Rav knew it because he came again from Judea, from Palestine. The, the elder stands up and gives his knowledge. Does that mean, and everybody agrees? Presumably, it means this person was trustworthy enough that they, they trusted this person heard the tradition in the Beit Midrash. No, what I wanted to know is, then does he become the rabbi? No, it, on this tradition, this is what he heard. Okay, of some of you, I don't remember at one point, uh, uh, I think it was actually at Mincha. When Rabbi Lincoln said that the Tana is the person, the, the, the tape recorders I've talked before, and knew the tradition. So this was a person who had been heard this tradition. On this one, he could be trusted. Doesn't mean he would be trusted on everything else. He's not. We don't even know his name. Simply an elder. Didn't have to be a rav. I don't know. But presumably, he had enough authority to say, "This is what I heard. This is the law." Let's turn back to the previous page, to the bottom of the page where it says Iunim. Yeshu Veisevu. Yeshu Veisevu. And you shall be Roshoh Heisevu, Kan Ba'atva Makom Acher, Olashon Sibuv, not Misubin, but like a sitting around a table. You don't have your own individual thing. It's not like people coming like you did today, but you're sitting together like around a dining room table. Okay, interesting. This already, Fran, means that they didn't know what Haisebu meant. To mean that they meant sitting together around a dining room table. Okay, and therefore it's not like they really sat uh, on the couches, but because they sat around a table, the same as you would at a dining room table, you're sitting together as a group, that's when the pers one person can lead all the blessings. Um, do know the Orach Halacha, the second one. Lachal b'Makom Ploni. Lisod, lisod to eat. Hareze Kavia, Lasuda, Af in Lo. If they said, let's go sit in a certain spot, even though they're not reclining, that's as if they're now together as one unit. Alright, next page. Ahadar Kare Le'afare. Any union. 
It says he turned his garment around and tore the front again. Okay, in the same way as you tear your clothing for somebody who's one of the more your family, so you do so as for the Rav, for the for your teacher. It's a place that you should be able to see it yourself. And the koma me on the intersection of your cloak, of your work. Right? They of course had have torn their their garments as they returned from the funeral. Mm-hmm. Even though he, they'd all had it, he wanted to show the real sense of Avelis of mourning and did it again. Because he recognized at that point what the real tragedy was. Jane, you're going to? We had an incident that uh, I think kind of reflects it. As, uh, we were through sitting Shiva for me, and the, everyone with the kids were at my house, everyone was there for, for Shabbat, and came time for Kiddush, and I started Kiddush. And Nina became, <coughs> Nina became hysterical, just hysterical. So we stopped, but it was the same feeling. Right. The leader was gone. That you recognize it at a certain oh. moment. Wow. Right, right. There are certain things that, that whether it be the chair that the person sits in, the activity that they're doing. Yeah, I'm saying the activity they're doing. I always tell people, they always say to me, well, how am I going to get through Pesach? I said, the first Pesach is horrible. The second Pesach is only better because you got through the first Pesach. Okay, because that's what it becomes. Well, we used to do... Oh, no. I mean, that's when you feel... Right. So they felt the loss at this moment when, oh, my God, I'm going to go speak to our rabbi. What's the answer? And it's, I can't do it. He's gone. Okay? Those of you who, you know, when you've been... Let's say you've called your parent every day for a number of years, and the next day after you come back in the funeral, you go to pick up the phone and say, uh-oh. Right? That's when you, rec- that's when you feel it. And the recognition really sets in at that particular moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, it's a very point in that sense to use your word, very poignant statement here of, of a story around a halakhic theme, but you can see this teacher disciple concept which was so critical at, at this particular time. Good question. What do these students do now? They would probably have to go out to other yeshivas or somebody would take over Rob's yeshiva or one of them would be, you know, the next one in line would be up to the top, like anything. Life goes on, and teaching has to go on. But they would probably still work for what Rav would have done, that kind of thing. Good, good time to think about There's succession before the death. you got to believe, if he's not the elder, he's the one who's learned and is, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly, right. Since we don't know exactly who was sitting there, 
you got to believe that he was well respected, at least if not the elder of the group. There is a Masor that he is Eliyahu. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I didn't raise my hand. I can't help but connect to the beginning of your Torah Right. There's a whole, and again, if the top before what's known as Midrash B'tirat Moshe, when Moses passed away, there's a whole issue of of Joshua now have to find himself after Moses dies, not being able to go to him. Right. There you go. The Masehet Saseba. Right. Very good. Right. Masubim literally means to sit, but it, it also means to recline. Okay. Yes. I don't remember the story exactly. And the answer to this doesn't really matter. Okay. Once you lose your teacher, you lose your teacher. I don't know the answer. You, as uh, as somebody would say, you can never prepare because you never get everything that you want. Okay, so gee, let's sit down today and learn everything this person has to learn all their stories because who knows when they'll be gone tomorrow, and they leave another ten years and you've lost the last ten years. I mean, it's impossible. It's just impossible. There's always going to be something. You know, in my family, we had a, my, my father's, one of his older brothers, lived he was 94, 95, and he knew all the family stories, etc. We kept saying, let's get them, let's get them. Well, we got some of them, and now when I get together with my family, my cousins, we said, well, how's that one related? Oh, Uncle Abe would have known. I mean, that kind of, you know, doesn't matter what, you know, it's always that way. It's, it's always something that one person had once they're gone that you recognize, uh oh, now they're really gone. And you recognize it. Hmm? Too bad we didn't ask. Yeah, and even if we did, who remembered or you know was you know you can't ask everything. Too bad we okay, it's impossible. Sir, next section. Now again, we're back to interesting. Now, Rubs died, right? There is no chronology here, sir. Obviously, okay. That was a Masesha. Yeah, now let's go back to what Rub really said. <laughs> All right, so one blessed one can lead. Rav says that only has to do with bread, which needs literally either sitting or reclining, but being there. Wine, think of it yourself. When you're going to have bread, in most cases, what are you doing? You're sitting down at a table. What about wine? You could be walking around with wine. Right? Had an order, you know, appetizers and everything else. Very different. You're not going to walk around with a whole thing of bread that just and the kids do, but hopefully not you, as you as you stuff it in your mouth. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. Rabbi Yochanan says even wine needs haseba in order for somebody to be able to lead them all in the blessings. Okay, so maybe it really is Ikadamri. Some say Amarav lo shanu elapat. Okay, with hasebu it's chad mevarech. Dimahanya moil. It helps the the fact that they're sitting together and therefore one can lead the blessings of all yayin. It's not the case. Lo mahanya leisiba. It's not going to help whether they're all sitting together to be able to say the blessing. Does this mean that if you say hamotzi? 
she should sit down when she eats the bread? No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, I don't think that means it means that. Okay, so now the disagreement is Rabbi Yochanan says Avilu, Wayan does help with the fact that there's a Mesubin and therefore one person can leave. Now we're going to deal with Haseba. What does it really mean? What is now the sitting order? What is sitting around reclining or whatever the case may be? Okay, stop there for a second. So, first of all, you can tell that this is a source from Palestine, Judea. It's in Hebrew, and it deals with how they did it. Okay? I don't know before you opened your restaurant where you read this, but this is the source that tells you what to do. The guests come in. They would sit on the basis of some sort of chairs. Um, you can see it's some sort of bench. Okay, some of us have a picture on the side. All right, those who don't have a picture, take a look. Okay, some sort of bench. All right, no idea. Achi kansukulam. Until everybody comes in, it's a dinner party. They're coming in, sitting one at a time, but they're going to be together. Heviu lehem mayim. Heviu again means they're served. That's what a dinner party is, right? That's what the Pesach Seder is. You serve somebody. To recognize what? Why do you get served? You're free on Pesach. That's right. Misubin. Okay, so this is a that's to show you what the story is. They bring them water and everybody washes one hand. Balahem Yayin. Then the wine is brought. And everybody, because they're going around one at a time, right? So now the question, of course, is why do you have to wash your hands one hand? Okay, even before we start, and everybody asks the question, let's look down at Iunim, the second one, and then I'll explain it after. Haruch. Gasruach is somebody who is. No. Gasruach is somebody who is inflated. Okay? No, no. Inflated. Somebody who thinks more of themselves. They want to show off. They're from kite. I'll explain it in a minute. Inflated. Somebody who is. Gasruach. Gasruach. Okay, so why are you washing your hand? First of all, for hygiene. Okay, hygiene. Okay, Mishum Nikiyut. More important, remember going back, that the issues related to purity. 
wine is a liquid. And if your hands are impure and the wine spills over on it, that wine becomes impure at that point too. You're washing your hand for sense of both impurity and hygiene. And remember again, when they sat down to eat, what were they eating with? Their hands. Their hands. And we'll come to that in the, in the end of it too. So, here is, they wash their one hand in order to take the wine. How did most meals begin? Wine. Wine. Okay? Wine. We make it into Kiddush if you're doing it on Shabbos or Yantav, right? But most meals were wine. So you. Huh? The original caveman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you washed your hand in order to take the wine. Nataya doa chat, okay? Balahem yayin, kol echad v'echad mevarech le'atzmo. Everybody does the blessing to themselves. Now, what the gasruach means, somebody used to wash their hands even to eat fruit, to show their frumkite. To say, oh, even for fruit, I'm going to wash my hands. You know, I'm going to eat kosher from kosher from kosher kind of thing. Okay? And that shows you that you think you're ultimately very pious to show off to everybody. That's, that's what gasruach means. Here, though, it's for a reason. To wash your hands for nikiyut and hygiene because you're going to have something that has the liquid as, liquid as well. But why just one hand? Because you're only going to hold the cup with one hand. But then you're going to eat. So you just... You're not eating yet. You're, ju- you're, you're, only, you're not eating yet. Thank you. For a guy like me, that would be hard. What happens to the other hand? You're holding the wine. You spill, you spill, guys. Come on. But what happens to the other hand? That's what I said. What if you spill on the other hand? Then your other hand's impure. Doesn't matter. You're holding the wine here. Come on. But how do you wash this hand? Then your food's tummy. Wait, you've got somebody coming around. Put your hand up and let them wash it for you. That's all you have to do. Let's not do this overcomplicated here. Just because some people are klutzes, that's not the norm. Thanks a lot. Anytime. You know, that's known as a klutz question, right? So you got a klutz answer. Well, you're the klutz kasha. You want a klutz kasha? I'll give you it back. So my father always used to say about a klutz kasha, right? Um, now, alu. What does alu really mean here? They got onto the benches. They got onto the chairs. They sat down. Now, vehesebu, and they reclined. Now, okay, even though you would wa- they come around again, you've had wine, you've offered a toast, l'chaim. Now you're going to sit down and have your meal. When you're going to have your meal, presumably you're going to do motzi. And when you're going to do motzi, what do you need to do first? Niti lakyadayim. And even though you would wash the one hand beforehand, now they're going to wash both your hands. Especially if you're sloppy. <laughs> if you're a klutz. The klutz. <laughs> That's what the K stands for. <laughs> now, remember we learned that sometimes when you're in the middle of the meal, you have to say blessings over the wine itself. Now you're all sitting together as a meal. You're all having bread and they bring the wine. One person can do it for everybody. Okay, you can see the difference again. We have our eating habits. They had their eating habits. But it's much the same. You sit down for a meal and very often, you know, or you walk around, can I serve you hors d'oeuvres? You're going to have wine and something else. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
when you finally then sit down so on Sunday night for instance there were two washing places that people washed most people probably did not wash before they did when they're out in the tent having whether even though there was a washing station there when they had their wine and their drinks and they had a, a couple of appetizers they waited until they came into the sitting down for the meal and we said the washing stations are in the back but you could have done it beforehand as well okay so when you think of it the first part is the four spice we're not sitting down yet everybody says the blessing to themselves we didn't say a communal mozi we didn't say a communal bore uh, priyagafa but when we came in to the auditorium to the Blumberg we said please gather Rabbi Friedman led it for all of us and those who wanted to wash then went and washed that's the equivalent if you're having a meal together one person does the blessing and you can say Amen if you're all sitting around you know taking your cup of wine your glass of beer whatever the case may be that's a different story you're not really eating together so Hesebu they're really saying is being together as a communal meal which in Roman times meant you were all around sitting on these couches but you're not no longer doing that in Babylonia and they have to translate that and I just translated it to you to what we did Sunday night as an example of how we do it too it's exactly the same thing To wash symbolically, what does that mean? In other words, not everybody gets up and washes. No, wash no. For other people. No, you can't. You don't wash for other people. It would be a lot easier. We wouldn't have lines all over the place like we did Friday night. But Friday had to wait until people washed because everybody's got to do that themselves. Must if if one is clearly gathered together in a meal, must one person say mozi for everyone, or can everyone say their own? They can say their own, but you can also have one person say it. Okay, that's the leniency as such. Where if it wasn't all together, everybody had to do it on their own. Okay, but no, you can go back. You could have washed Friday night and not say, oh, I got kids at my table, we can't wait. I'll go back and do mozi on my own. And that's obviously acceptable too. Okay. I'm sorry? Something interesting about the Roman way is there's a book called Apicius, the book of there's 12 books. Thank you. How do you spell that? You want it in Greek or you want it in English? Or in Latin, whatever. There wasn't the word Apicorus before the Roman era? Apicorus only is worried about what he puts in his mouth. Not what comes out of it. I understand it, but the word that we use, Today it means a heretic more than anything else. Because it was. Something for you to look up. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Okay, if we're going to learn what Rav said to us, Rav said what? Lo shanu But Yayin doesn't. Didn't we just have in this in the middle, one person could say, even they're doing Haseba, one person could say the blessing over the wine, and it's good enough for everybody. Right? It's a question about Rav. That's why this whole thing is brought. Shane, it's different. Orchin de datai de datai Okay. If the um, guests sit down, they're eventually going to get up. Oh, our babysitter's here. We've got to leave early. Okay? In other words, they're not a group together um, the entire time. And therefore, even though they're sitting together, that's one thing. Okay? It's not considered to be really sitting together, according to Rav. Because they're orchim. If your people are going to live in that house, you're going to stay there, kind of thing. But if you're orchim, oh gee, it's 9.30, i got to go back, the babysitter's calling, or i got to get up to work tomorrow, whatever the case may be. Okay? That's the way they explain it so far. And if we learn the second opinion of Rav, that it doesn't matter that pot doesn't really help to say seba and button and wine doesn't for sure. We have another problem because they're doing haseba and they're doing it for yayin. It's different there, meaning in our case of this story. Now the word migo is a fascinating. It's a Talmudic term. It means because of, due to. It's a halachic term that since this occurs, migo this occurs. Okay, and it's used in a number of halachic phrases. Um, but here you have it in, in this thing. I don't remember if it's in... Let's just see if, it, if he uses it here um, at all as a Talmudic term. Um, migo, since, because. Okay? Actually, it's a Talmudic, as I say, it's a Talmudic term. It's in your phrase that I gave you. Migo, since... Since it helps to be sitting in Haseba for pot. Right, exactly, Betsy. <laughs> then it also helps to sitting with us, etc. Okay, so there's no real mafloket. The story itself is clearly unbelievably interesting, but it's brought to disagree with Rav. And in each case, we have to come back and say, Rav's opinion is X, the story is Y, they both can coexist. Okay? Keep going now. Now, they brought wine. The Mishnah goes back and says, Somebody's now coming to bring wine for you during your meal. Everybody says the blessing for themselves. But if it's after the meal, one is already there. He has everybody's attention. Because in most cases, what happens when you think of it? Okay? If there was a question, as we remember, we dealt with, you have to say the blessing for wine. But if you do, 
Okay, so you now, let's take Friday night. Okay. Friday night, what happens? Everybody does together Kiddush. Clearly, it's everybody together. The, you have your start your meal, and the host then says, Oh, can I pour wine for you? Sure, I'll have some wine. No, I won't want some wine. I'll have some red wine. I'll have some wine. You're pouring for each individually. Are they going to wait for everybody to have the wine? Not unless you're going to drink a l'chaim or something, right? In most cases, it's now part of the meal that's simply part of the meal. And therefore, if you had to say the bracha, you would say it is part of your meal. Because maybe not everybody else is going to have wine. Or maybe he's got to open up another white wine because he's fit. Just think again of the reality of the situation in today's world. Sha'alu. Go ahead. Ben Zoma. Okay. Remember, it's Ben Zoma. It's part of the Rabbi Akiva story going up to uh, the paradise. Okay. In other words, what's this all about, basically? Panui. Betabliya. You're swallowing. What's Livloa? To swallow. Betabliya really is your windpipe isn't 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 panui isn't clear. Why might you have wine during the meal? To wash down what you're having. Do they serve wine at that time? Or water? It was mostly wine, I think, wasn't it? Okay? I don't know if water was served. Water was not such a delicate... Today we expect to have wine and, fil- and water and filtered, etc. Wine was part of dinner parties. So what it basically says is that this is the reason. If you look, for instance, at Steinsaltz, says I'd have to wait everybody's finished eating so they can water it, wash it down I want the wine now because something's stuck in my throat or I want to wash it down I'm not going to wait till everybody does it and I'm choking to death All right? they can eat, eat you do it each one themselves and not to have to wait that's the worst time okay you don't have to do it together. Because now the wine isn't used for Kiddush. What's the wine simply used for? Like we have water. Can I pour you some water? So you can help with the swallowing. So you can have your windpipe clear. After the meal is not benching. They're not benching on a close. They, they, they can. We will get to that, actually. Okay. Yeah, we've done that. The answer is in most cases they try to. When they say after the meal here, they're not referring. No, I don't think they mean. They, mean, they could be. But it doesn't have to be. Thank you. All right, so let's look at Iyunim and uh, Oracha Halacha, and we'll conclude with that. Right, but that took a while, too, to be able to do that if somebody asked for wine and didn't have wine, etc. Because it wasn't safe otherwise. Shein Beit Abniyapad Panui. And some said, means you don't recite the blessings and somebody else can say amen because what did your kid, what did your mothers always teach you? Don't, don't eat, don't talk with your mouth full. I think I told you the story. I once called Sammy. We, we tried to do FaceTime and Shira said, Sammy, Saba's on the phone. You want to talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. We finally said, I can't talk with my mouth full. <laughs> Got us. It's a good kiss. The three. Yeah, big shot. You know. <laughs>
Okay, I said, all right, Sammy, you're right. You know, <laughs> if you saw him here this weekend, you'll know why he says those kinds of answers. Kind of a character. Vyesh. Right. Right. Mifarshim. Because you're not really finished swallowing as such. It's not the right time to drink. Everybody's doing eating at the same time. Some people wait till you finish. Some people want need to drink now, etc. Meaning, even though some are drinking at the same time, you can't say, oh, some of you, let's say the blessing together, others not. They best said the best thing is best each person say it unto themselves. So the brahma, and again, that became, because it's not really drinking wine, it's helping your digestive system, it's not the same thing. Finally, notel yadoa v'achorna. Okay, so if you've seen again Mayim Achronim, the person doing it should do washing first. So he's taking it as Mayim Notelia Davak Achrona. We're going to get that to actually the next page. The next part will deal with the spices. Remember, we talked about because you needed spices because of both the smell and because you're using your hands. And that will go on with what kind of blessing do we say with regard to uh, the reah. We'll have continual stories. And we will conclude the parak appropriately in time, I hope. Thank you. I don't want to do the